right, you're not drunk. I told you. See? I told you. Really well. I told you. That blows. Really well blows. Well, you want to stop and get some wine? We can do it in the house. Alright, so we went to uh, New Orleans and we sat down with uh, Bob from uh, the couplescruise.com uh, yeah, and, and Naughty in New Orleans. And French Connection. And French Connection. Yeah. yeah all is, that good stuff. Yeah. We sat down and talked to him mm -hmm. and you're going to hear that in just a minute. Yes. And we didn't find out till later that Miss Tess, Bob's beautiful wife, was um, feeling really good at the bar right across the street. Yeah, where our friends that picked us up from the airport dropped yeah. us off so we could talk with Bob. Had we known that, we had invited her, it would have been much more fun. Not, not that it wasn't fun, but it would have been much more entertaining for the listeners. Because she was hammered. She was awesome. Yeah. And she kept saying, uh, uh, yeah, I'm really drunk. Well, it, <laughs> it, we did invite her. She didn't come. Had we known she was feeling that good uh, right would, there. I would have insisted. We'd have walked over, grabbed her ass, and drug her back over. Yeah, on. it would have been, been a whole different story because, you know, we're not into etiquette. We don't care how we sound. We don't care how professional we are. You know what? And I don't think listeners do either. Yeah, they do. They can stop listening. Yeah, it's, yeah. Isn't that what I said? The eavesdropper. Yeah. We actually forgot to ask Bob the all important question. We did. And gonna... I was thinking about it, but you never went there, so I left it alone because I was kind of tired and jet lagged. So we, uh, yeah, we're going to have to put that one in with different sounding, different sound quality at the end. But it will be in there. Yeah. Because we're going to get that answer. This is a very important question. It's a very important question. Ask, ask Holly. It's a very important question. Fuck Hildy. It's not Hildy, it's Holly. Whatever her name it's Holly is. Holly and Michael. They're super sexy. I like Michael. Michael's great. From Playboy Swing. Michael's they, great. Whatever. His wife, I'm not so sure about. I think they're both awesome. Oh. And seeing them in Dallas the first weekend in December was such a shock and a super awesome surprise. I don't know if we ever talked about that. We have we? not. We have not. Yeah, no. We ran into them. Yeah, we ran into them. First weekend, I know they talked about us because I think she sent a link. Yeah, she sent you a link. And you I, actually listened. And I actually listened to it, and it was really cool because they did this whole "Can you guess what I am?" kind of thing, and I got it after the first, like the first two That's things that she spilled out there. Shit. I know. <laughs> but um, you're not gonna cut that out. Yeah, it was, Hollywood we, like that. I didn't even realize uh, that they were gonna be in town. No, just, but I don't think I, I didn't. Just had to be at that yeah. party and bumped into them. Bumped into them. We bumped into. Um, John and Jackie, Colette's owners. It was nice to see them, and she's so much fun to dance with. I had a great time. Yeah, wish we could have stayed longer. Well, they ended up leaving the same time we did. They had to get the club, but I think they would have stayed longer had we been staying. Yeah, and we could have hanged out a little bit. We were all feeling. We were we were having a great time. I enjoyed it. I was. I know Michael wanted to stay with him, but we had to go. Yeah, we we had to we had to. Exit. It was funny how we found him. I was coming from the bar. And you asked me to get you another drink, and I was uh -huh. walking out, and I stepped right in front of um, Michael's wife, Hildy, and it's uh, Holly. Whatever. And <laughs> as I stepped in front of her, I looked at who I was stepping in front of, and then I was like, "Wait a second, that looked familiar." So I turned around, and looked again. What do you mean that looks familiar? That was, looks familiar. Was she boob height to you at that point? She's she's always boob height to me. She's really so tall her and, and wears heels. Familiar. Well, anyway. I turned, no, wait, I think you're boo, she's boob height, so she's got her high heels on. So, I turn around, I look, then I take like two more looks at her, and I went, 
hey, and I just give her a hug, and she's like, hey. And she forgot who you and were. And then Michael she? behind her, and he's like, oh, hey. And Michael grabs me and hugs me, asks where you were. Yeah. And then we both turn around, look at Holly, and she's looking at me, and, she, and Michael goes, you have no idea who this is, do you? And she goes, uh, no. <laughs> Michael, Michael told her who I was, and she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know. And that's I, the first time since New Orleans she said your name. Yeah, well, it was funny. He goes, I, I really thought the whole forgetting who you were was just an act. But apparently not. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> She's like, no, no. But they were there with a friend for her birthday party. Yes. And we ended up on the dance floor dancing beside them. Yeah. So it was Holly, their friend, and another girl all there dancing. Mm -hmm. All of them have got to be damn near six foot tall, and all of them are wearing high Honey, heels. Honey, you're 5'9". Everybody's five, six foot tall to you. I've I'm 5'8". Michael ain't that much fucking taller. Whatever. Everybody's taller like, than you. I'm looking over and uh, there's three beautiful women dancing beside me and all of them are like boob height. My eyes are even with their nipples. <laughs> I'm just like... What are you complaining about? I'm not. It was just like, Jesus Christ, fucking tall. You can like take your nose and wiggle it across all the nipples. Alright. Well, at any rate. No. We're okay. going to uh, we're gonna get back to uh, Bob now. Oh, now. Now we'll turn uh, it over. This is uh, us chatting with Bob. And it should have been Tess, but she was drunk with our friends. We're going to get drunk Tess on the microphone, just because it's going to be freaking awesome. Sometime. Maybe. That's right. the goal. That's my goal. That's my 2016 goal. Let's see. Uh, I can't do it sober, remember? Don't worry. We're not doing that. Okay. We're just going to jump right into this. Uh, okay. We're here with Bob of the famous Bob and Tess. Mm. You are famous. Thanks. In some circles. We got him in a great mood. Writing a nasty letter as soon as we sat down with him. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to take care of business. All right. Uh, my first and my, my really only question, and I'm just going to go from there, free ball it. Sure. Is, uh, how did all this start? How did you start, like, not just a couple's cruise, but that naughty in New Orleans and everything? I mean, it had to start with you guys just having, like, a little party or you having a little party or something like that, right? Kind of, sort of, yeah. We uh, we started out, we lived in New York City, and we went to our very first club back then. Uh, it was in Wall Street, actually, near Wall Street in lower Manhattan. And first time it opened our eyes to the lifestyle, and we were like, Wow. And so we started meeting people on America Online, little chat rooms for couples. And we got all excited, and then uh, I was in the military back then. I got transferred to New Orleans. And we thought, New Orleans, now that's a party town. And so coming from New York, we were very excited, thinking we're leaving this little lifestyle haven, and we're going to find this amazing lifestyle haven in, in New Orleans. Well, we got here. There was really nothing going on here. There was no, nothing organized. So we started going in chat rooms like America Online, looking for couples and, and starting to create a mailing list through there. And we just invited people to our house. We had a decent-sized house on a lake. 
Uh, and we had parties where people would bring their boats and jet skis, and we'd go swimming and eat crawfish. And, and even people even brought their kids over during the day. But everybody knew before the sun went down, the kids had to go. It was adults only after that. It was that adults point. only after that. And then, <laughs> and then usually people start changing into lingerie, mainly women. And, uh, and we just Come had on, a good the guys time. Didn't do it either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some robes. You know, one of the funniest things in those early parties, uh, and that was probably in 1993, maybe, uh, one of our neighbors came over, and we told them, hey, guys, party's winding down, you know, and they're like, okay. But they didn't get up and leave. And I did everything I could to give them subtle hints, and even some not-so-subtle hints, that maybe it was time to go. Yeah. All of a sudden, about six girls came running down the stairs in the skimpiest outfits you've ever seen, and... My neighbor's face was just like, oh, my God. And his wife was like, I got to get out of here. And she left. And the husband stayed behind. And I went over to him, and uh, I guess I can say his name was Chuck. Chuck, I think you need to go. And he's like, no, this is fine. I'm okay. And I'm like, your wife left like 15 minutes ago. Oh, she'll be fine, he says. I says, I don't think you understand what type of a party is about to happen. And so, sure enough, uh, he figured it out and walked next door and had a lot of explaining to do the next day. But that's where it started, was in our house. But uh, for New Year's Eve one year, kind of we're here at New Year's Eve, Yeah. Mm-hmm. we had uh, 75 couples show up at our house. Yeah. And that's a lot of people. Yes. yes. Uh, having 150 people in your house for New Year's Eve uh, was, uh, it was tough for Tess. You know, she's getting everything organized and putting things together and getting mixers and getting liquor. And it was stressful. We're getting everything together. But the next day, the house was trashed. And uh, the nice thing was we actually woke up to the sound of people vacuuming in our house and people were helping clean up and Mm -hmm. whatnot. Uh, People in this lifestyle are great. But she said, we can't have these parties at our house with 150 people. It's just too many people. And I never really stopped to think about it. I just thought, where is the next place we can hold a party? Yeah. So we found a place in the French Quarter. And that's how our name started, French Connection. Yeah. We decided to open up at a restaurant in the French Quarter, and they closed every night at 9. So we said, hey, we'll come in and open up at 9. And that's where we started. And within six months, uh, we were having... 100, 150 people show up at the parties. And strangely enough, that uh, restaurant uh, closed down. The guy wasn't paying his bill or yeah, I'm not sure what happened, but we went there one night, the night before our party, and there was padlocks on the doors. Oh, God. <laughs> the night before the party. Night before the party. Did you just happen to stop by, or were you stopping by to check on stuff? We normally would stop by the night before to drop off stuff. Mm-hmm. No, all right. You know, and we had decorations, and we had certain things that we would bring, and um, and some uh, DJ equipment, and we thought, oh lord, what are we gonna do? Yeah. So in a panic, we ran around and we found a hotel that had a ballroom, mm-hmm. and the day before, this was on a Friday. Yeah. And that Saturday night, we changed the party, emailed everybody, and went to the Holiday Inn in Kenner, mm-hmm. which is the first place we did Naughty in New Orleans. Really? 
Now, it took a couple of years to build up. Uh, I, I think it was three or four years before mm-hmm. we did our first convention yeah. at the same hotel. Yeah. But we were getting three, 300 plus people to our dance parties. Awesome. And now, were you charging the dance parties? They were. No, we yeah. weren't charging. I, I think it was $30 maybe. Okay, uh, that's all I was wondering. I'm like going, if you jump to a holiday inn, <laughs> I'm like, were you. <laughs> You had to pay for that, well, obviously. Well, sure. What, so. we, what we do is we'd pay for the room, and we always had uh, a food and beverage minimum. So we would get jambalaya or, you know, different types of foods. Um, and then we would, you know, have like a buffet that was included. Yeah. And we'd hire a DJ, and we'd have to put in a dance floor. So, you know, it was probably anywhere between 2500 and maybe 3500 depending on how big of a party to put on. Uh, and that's when we started. That was back in the mid-90s. And there really was nothing here. So we took off very fast because once there was a, something to go to, mm-hmm. then people kind of jumped on it. Yeah. Yep. People coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> Crawling out the bayou, so to speak. <laughs> so it was a couple of years after that you started uh, the convention. What, what brought the convention on? I mean, what? Actually, we started going to conventions. We had uh, a monthly party, and we advertised in magazines and on Internet sites. Mm -hmm. And we started going to conventions in Vegas and Tampa and Chicago uh, and advertising come to French Connection events in New Orleans. And the two things people would always say is, oh, my God, that's our favorite city to go visit. Or they'd say, that's the one city we've always wanted to go to. Right. So we started thinking, well... All these people love coming to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. All these people want to go to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Let's do a hotel takeover. Mm-hmm. Make uh, it as easy as possible for them to come. Exactly. And we put it right by the airport initially so they could get a free shuttle over, thinking that would be the best way of doing it. And the first year, we had a 302-room hotel, and we sold, uh, tested better with numbers, I think 176 rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we paid our bills at the end of the day, we were $40,000 in debt from our first convention. Ouch. And we had to take out a, a business loan <laughs> to, pay it to get back to zero. <laughs> now, how do you talk Tess into continuing after that? Because this one over here would tell me, go fuck off. No, we're not never doing that again, and you are an idiot. Well, a couple things happened. One, even though we didn't sell at the event, we right. had 176 couples. And Which is still a solid number. Still a pretty good number, yeah. you know. Uh, and these are real numbers, you know. I, I, I hear all this all the time. We had two thousand couples. We had a thousand couples. No. Yeah, the the amplifying of things. This is why you get in trouble when you host things that you go to a bar or something. You actually tell them people are going to show up. They don't. Believe and you're them. honest. They don't believe you. We've ran into that trouble doing the stuff we do. If you actually give them the real number, they don't believe you. They they plan for like twenty when you tell them there's going to be two hundred. And that is very true. And yeah. we've struggled at every venue and every cruise line we've ever worked with in explaining to them how much our people drink, how many extra bartenders we're going to need. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, the good thing is now we have a solid history. Yeah. So we can actually print out our history from one cruise line and give it to another or one hotel and give it to another. Mm-hmm. We're in a business now where we're, we've elevated to the point where we're not just going in and telling somebody what we've done and what we can do. You're, you have proof. We have proof. Yeah. yeah. And and what happens is when we go to a hotel, they call the last hotel we're at, and they say, all right, what's the deal? And we've never left a hotel unhappy, you know, and that's because 
every cruise line we've been on, every hotel we've been at, they love these parties. Yeah. They love the it people. It brings a lot of mm-hmm. um, positive atmosphere to it, whatever it is, whether it's a cruise line or a hotel. Because now everybody around them that are not part of that convention want to know, hey, what's going on in there? It's so true. And everybody is smiling. Everybody is happy. This, uh, the word ugly American, I guess the phrase, is I understand it now. Because mm-hmm. when I go to non-lifestyle things, everybody is unhappy and complaining and bitching and wanting a free night or a free dinner because their napkin wasn't folded right. I see it all the time. <laughs> We're all in the lifestyle thing. If, you, if your toilet's overflowing, you're calling them and saying, send me a plunger. No, I got this. Don't worry about it. It's okay. We can deal plunger. with this. Don't worry about it. I just need the plunger. Yeah. We're all right. You don't have an engineer? I, funny story. I actually had that happen to me at a resort. I won't say the name of it. Um, but they couldn't get an engineer to come to us. And I said, just give me a plunger. And they said, we can't do that. And I'm like, I don't care. I'll fix it myself. I just need to have it working. (laughs) But what convinced Tess was we had 176 amazing couples, and they had a blast. Mm -hmm. And they all kept telling her all weekend, we are coming back to this. This is the best convention we've ever been to. This Mm -hmm. is better than anything we've ever been or anything we've ever seen. We can't wait to come next year, and we're going to bring our friends. Mm-hmm. And so on the last night, I said, we really want to do this again. But we can't just do this on speculation. Mm-mm. We need bookings to convince, mainly Tess, mm-hmm. that <laughs> this is sustainable. That would have been me. I've been right there with her. <laughs> and, and we had probably 90 of the 176 signed up before they left. Mm-hmm. And that was enough to convince Tess, let's give this another shot. And we sold out the next year and the next Four years. Yeah. And then we moved down to Bourbon Street. Yeah. And that really was a game changer. Moving to Bourbon Street from Kenner, from the airport, Mm -hmm. this is where everyone wanted to be. Right. We actually used to have shuttles taking people from the hotel down to Bourbon Street and Mm -hmm. back because that's where people wanted to be. But then there was nobody at the hotel. Right. So I said, let's make the move. And we moved to a 500-room hotel. That was a big jump. Mm -hmm. But we've, uh, we've been there ever since. Well, we've had a couple of years where we went to the Royal Sinesta, which, oh, I love that hotel. And, you know, during Katrina, we had to move things. But mm-hmm. we've pretty much been at the same hotel that we moved to, uh, I believe, back in 2002 is when we came downtown. That's really good. We love the hotel. <laughs> well, they just renovated, you know. I don't know if you know. Uh, I put it in my last email, but they just renovated the entire uh, main hotel. I think they put in new carpet, new bedding. New paint. All I needed was the new Betty. Yeah, new, <laughs> new everything. Oh, they the old Betty was fine, but they have new Betty's okay too. Got these huge fifty-inch screen TVs. Not that there's any reason to watch TV. I, I, I think I turned the TV on when you passed out one night. Probably. Yeah, yeah. but that's about it. Other than that, I didn't care. But they did a nice job, and we're happy because the hotel was ready for a nice sprucing up, and mm-hmm. it's a quality hotel. And we've always been at Crown Plazas and Marriotts and. I think that nice upper tier. It's not so fancy and pretentious like uh, I don't know Ritz Carlton, right. but it's uh, it's not a Holiday Inn. It's right. a step above, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's our clientele. Our clientele is a step above. Yes, they actually they are. Most swingers are, I think. Yeah, we're not too fancy, but we're usually not that poor either. Yeah, because swinging does cost some money. Yeah, 
Every now and then. It does cost money. We spend on the budget all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're very spent <laughs> on the budget. Everything we're trying to do, we're penciling at the last minute and just doing everything we can to and get we, there. Sometimes we wing it. Rarely, because I have to know what's going on way in advance or I freak out. So I'm, I'm like there with Tess. I'm like, uh, no, no, we can't do this. <laughs> you should see her budgets. Uh, it's unbelievable. Her and Mink sit down and they go over these budgets. And, and I'm always saying, we need more clowns. We need more midgets. We need more laser lights. And they're like... It's not, not in, in the, the budget. budget. <laughs> I knew that was worse. I tell him that a lot. I said, it's not in the budget. He's like. <laughs> you always need more midgets. Right? <laughs> well, you know, one year I came up with a great idea. I said, uh, we need alligators. Oh, Like no. live no. alligators. Oh, no. And Tess says, uh, no. And I said, it's only 500 bucks. And right at that time, uh, that whole Louisiana swamp people thing was yeah. going on. And it was very popular. <laughs> The people want alligators. And she said, nobody wants alligators, Bob. And so I kept pushing it, pushing it. Finally, I just ordered them. And I never told her about it. So one night, I'm getting in the elevator uh, at the Royal Sinestra. I'm heading downstairs. And I see some people get in the elevator. And they said, oh, my God, we just saw an alligator in the lobby. And I said, yes, make sure you go to Tess and tell her how awesome that is. So everyone I saw, I told to go talk to Tess and tell them how awesome the alligators are. Before she even saw the alligators, I think 10 people told her how awesome the (laughs) alligators were. She was so mad until she saw a line of people waiting, a whole queue down the hall, to hold these alligators and take a picture of them. There was was a little baby, and there was a two-foot, and there was a three-foot. Yeah. And their mouths were taped, and these cages... Oh, thank God. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) I don't know. Here, hold my beer. (laughs) Alligator Swinger Massacre. (laughs) Pretty much. Page one. (laughs) But there was this incredible line, and people were literally coming out of the line and giggling and laughing and saying, I'm going to put that on my profile picture when I get home. (laughs) And I turned to Tess, and I said, I told you. And she was so mad at me. And... And the other part of that, I had a, a good friend of mine from Vegas, Mike and Vicky, awesome couple. They've been to almost every one of our conventions, and they were king and queen one year. Anyway, they uh, were holding the alligator, and she had this beautiful red dress. I think it was, I think it was a red dress theme night, and the alligator pooped all down her dress. And she had to go upstairs and change, and she came down in like a blue dress or something. Oh, you know what? It was Blue Bayou night. So she yeah. was in a blue dress, and she switched to a red dress. So she comes down in a red dress, and uh, I said, Wow, you stand out in that red dress tonight. And she started to tell me, Well, that's because your alligator pooped on me. And I kind of stopped for a minute, and I thought, Uh-oh, how am I going to fix this one? And I said, Well, I bet that never happened to you at a swingers convention. <laughs> and she kind of stopped, and then she smiled, and she goes, You know? I got a story I'll tell forever. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I went to a swingers convention and an alligator pooped on me. So why have we had alligators? They were such a hit. Why, why weren't they back? You know, I think I'll have a talk with us <laughs> about that oh, tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, now guess who's going to be on our bad side? You know who I can blame it on? <laughs> yes. Angie. Jay. Yep. Right. Or as Holly says, who? Ah, shut up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wait in line for an alligator anyway. <laughs> so. It was extremely popular, I got to say. That was greatness. I got to think of what's popular today. I'm always trying to do something different. You know, I've had 
a lot of very unique acts over the years uh, because we're always trying to be innovative, trying mm-hmm. to be different, and uh, do something that nobody's seen and nobody expects. And uh, I think we've done a, a few cool things in our day. All right, let's bring you another question. Who started? Whose idea was it to start doing the video uh, updates? Because those things are fucking hilarious. <laughs> and and also tell people where they can find them at. So sure. if they want to know what the hell I'm talking about, they haven't seen one. Well, it's a couple things. Um, everything really started with... I, I have a very talented and um, kind of hilarious friend who came up with the El Swingador idea. And he also did a Tipsy Tips video for us. And I thought, and people love these videos. Instead of like a serious video saying, here are the rules, this guy came up with a way, the Pickleback video, of telling the rules while he got progressively drunker and sillier and funnier. (laughs) And everybody loves that video. And it's serious. I mean, those rules are real rules. And we play it on every one of our cruises. And uh, then we did the El Swingador videos. And so we started just, Tess and I don't take ourselves very serious. We're funny, silly I don't know if we're funny, but people do laugh at us. Tess um, is very funny. You, <laughs> she's, she's the straight person in the, in the role, and, and she plays it very well. Um, it's funny because she's not the straight person in our life, but <laughs> hey. we're, we're kind of role reversal in that respect. But um, one day I said, we should do like, we watch shows like The Colbert Report and uh, John Stewart Show. And I said, you know, every day he has the same opening monologue, and and you know, David Letterman every every show throws a pencil into the back and it makes a crash. I said we should do something, and we can do tips, and it'll be just a regular show with mm-hmm. with ideas and tips about how people can save money, pack better, go on more cruises, and and some of the tips like we just launched one on New Year's resolutions, and they really had nothing to do with our cruises. We just talked about bucket list stuff, and life is short. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it has nothing to do with our conventions or cruises. It just has to do with what's going on in society. Right. And uh, so we just started this silly little show. And not that many people see it, but there's a few people amused and a few people that um, no longer watch it. But <laughs> but we have fun doing it, and we film it right here, actually, where we are. And oh. we have a green screen behind us, and... And we do it all in one take every time, for the most part. Um, we do have a few outtakes, I think, we put together for our, <laughs> for our outtakes special. But, you know, it's our personality. It really is who Bob and Tess are. And I think by watching the videos, they get a sense of who these people are that puts on cruises and conventions. Yeah. And so in a little bit of a way, they get us. Uh, because at a convention, it's hard. we meet so many people. Oh, God, we don't. And it's it's so. But you don't meet any. But you, you don't meet anybody. Oh no, I meet some people. <laughs> well, we get to the point where we meet so many people that we don't meet anybody. I know. And so that's really hard. It is hard, and it's. I don't want to be drive by, you know, and and all they see of me is a smiling face and a shake of hand and move yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, the videos really is more of an insight, a peek into our personality, yeah. who we are. Um, we have fun with them. We. We film, I think, uh, three a month, mm-hmm. uh, all at one time, and we never write anything out. We never rehearse or practice, and that's pretty obvious. But <laughs> I, I, 
I like the way you're going with this. This is kind of the way we do. When we were headed here, she goes, do we have, like, questions we're going to ask him? I went, I have one. Said, After well, that, I'm just going to roll with it, and well, we'll see what said, comes up. That's a very broad question. you got to ask him. Because, like, you, if you think of anything, you write it down and let me know. <laughs> well, you said the right word earlier. We're free-balling it. Yeah. yeah, that's the way we do everything. I don't want to. Whenever we, we talk to anybody, I never scripted. let. Even if we, we do once a year, we have a group podcast, and we just released it last month. But we do a group podcast, and we have, like, a bunch of our friends sit down with us. So it's a mess because there's a whole bunch of people talking all at once. Sure. And it's just a disaster. A lot of them are drunk. But we never tell any anybody <laughs> what we're going to ask. They don't know, and I won't let them know until it comes out my mouth, and then it's what you got. Because well, I don't want them to think about it too much. I think you're right, though. That Then you get more honest answers. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, anything that's said that, you know, it's bad, I, I'm not going to hold my friends up and... Hang them by their toes or something. Yeah, but you know, I think I think these podcasts are so valuable to our community for a couple reasons. One, people getting information, and before the internet and before podcasts and informative websites, I'm telling you, people just didn't know. And so many people wanted to do what we do, yeah. But because there was nowhere to find out, they just sat at home. And kept it in. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're actually able to go out and act out on their inner desires mm-hmm. because they found our cruise or your podcast or a website that gave them information, a blog. So I just think it's great. There's so much more information now. It's one of the reasons we, with a group of other people, put together the annual Lifestyle Awards because we saw some amazing blogs and mm-hmm. podcasts and people doing great things. Yeah. But not everybody knew about it. Mm-hmm. Or even if they knew about it, there was no venue to show true appreciation. Right. And now I think there is a way for people to get the recognition. And maybe you don't win. And I don't think winning is Mm-mm. the important goal. But it's recognizing the top of the tier mm-hmm. and showing people these people are going in a direction that is changing the world. I, I honestly, truly believe we all collectively are yes. are changing the world. Oh, definitely. I'm just trying to get laid. That's pretty much it. And that too. <laughs> and that too. He's he's very small-minded sometimes. <laughs> so what made you jump from hotel takeovers to cruises? Because that's a huge jump. Sure. Not just financially, but numbers. Well, we jumped from our house (laughs) to the hotel, to a club, Uh to a hotel. Yeah. And we jumped from hotels to resorts. Mm -hmm. We started doing resort takeovers first. Okay. Uh, We started with the Caribbean Reef Club Uh way back in the day, 22 rooms in uh, Puerto Morales, Mexico. Mm -hmm. Great place. Miss that place. Uh, And then, of course, Desire, Hedonism, all those places. We started doing full takeovers at all those places. And. You know, as your network grows, it's all about numbers games. Mm -hmm. And we were able to parlay those numbers into, hey, follow up. You like Naughty in New Orleans, let's go down to hedonism. Mm -hmm. You like hedonism, let's try desire. Yeah. So we always had different groups going down to those places. And so now we're talking about people traveling internationally, Mm -hmm. groups of, you know, 200, 250 couples. And, uh, so then we started thinking about cruise ships because personally we like cruise ships. We think it's great that you unpack once 
and you go to multiple countries, multiple islands, you see multiple things. And you don't have to pack up and move to another hotel. Right. We also just think cruises are the shit. I mean, there's so much incredible technology in a cruise ship. It's mm-hmm. just amazing. There's no such thing as a rundown cruise ship. It, it can't happen uh, because of the inspections and because of the maritime laws. And what we see are very well-maintained ships that have great food, great entertainment, great venues mm-hmm. for what we want, what we need. Right. So we started doing groups at first. I think our first group we did was 103 couples on a two-week Mediterranean cruise. Mm-hmm. Well, 12 days, 12 nights. And that was a very expensive cruise. And not that many people can fly to Barcelona and take a two-week cruise. Right. But we had 103 mm-hmm. couples all in pretty much suites. And that was our first clue that we can do this. Mm-hmm. And we spent the next couple of years doing 200 couples, then 300 couples, then 370 couples before the, the cruise line finally came to us and went, who are you people? Because <laughs> we had private parties on board and, mm-hmm. and we had little <clears throat> pins to, so people would know who our people were. Right. Mm-hmm. We had meet and greets and we'd take over the disco in the afternoon when it was normally closed. Um, so they were very accommodating to us because we were such big groups. But they really didn't know who we were or who we represented. Right. And we finally sat down with them in Miami and we said, this is who we are. We're made up of nudists and swingers and BDSM people and voyeurs and exhibitionists and your mom and your dad and your teacher and your politician and your judge and, and your next door neighbor. That's who we are. Yeah. And they were like, oh, my God, you guys have to do a charter. And we said, we know that. But we're working our way up. Yeah. And they said, well, when do you think we can do one? (laughs) And a couple things happened at the same time that really helped. Number one, we had already done multiple huge groups, and we were getting well-known for Mm -hmm. couples crews. The name was growing. And in addition to French Connection Events, Bob and Tess, you know, they this was a new brand for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But another amazing thing happened that was good for us and bad for a lot of people was 2008 the housing crash the stock market crash well the cruise lines stock value almost was cut in half yeah and they would have given a charter cruise to anybody at that time if we had come out today and try to get a charter we probably would have had a hard time getting one but in 2008 as we were peaking the cruise line industry was panicking. Yeah. So we kind of met at a perfect place. And we said, well, they asked us, when can we get you in a full charter? And I said, how about next year? And we put it together, and we sold out the first charter in two months. That's really good. It was amazing. How scary was it when you were signing the papers for that? I did not sleep <laughs> that first night. <laughs> It's a lot of money. I, I don't think people understand the commitment that it takes on our level and how much money and personal, I don't know if the word sacrifice is the right word, but the amount we, of personal liability. We do small liability. things. Yeah. We, we do small things. I think our biggest was like 300 some people. Mm-hmm. And we just go to like local places where we ain't got to pay for any of this stuff. Right. Right. All we're doing is like buying like wristbands lo- and then hosting everybody. I love those parties. And I know how much of a hassle that is for us. I can't imagine 
the crews and all that. It's just. It's, I don't think it's a hassle. It's 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 strenuous. It's very strenuous on your mind. Once it's over, you can look back at it and be like, "Oh my god, that was awesome." As it's happening, I think you would be losing your mind. It, it it's very. It, it's a very interesting thing that we do. I, I will say this. We've been to a lot of parties, mm-hmm. and we've produced a lot of parties. I think we're probably the largest party producer in the United States, maybe the world, for this type of uh, clientele. And while we're setting up and while we're tearing down, we're very focused on the job at hand. During a week on a cruise, we're putting out fires, we're adjusting, we're changing things, mm-hmm. we're always working. Our mind is, I can't walk through the pool deck and just relax and have a drink and be Bob because I'm always thinking, why is this out of place? Why are the towels not switched out? Why did they run out of Patron again? You know, I can't get that out of my mind. But that said, I can't tell you how much I appreciate standing on the upper deck, looking down at a pool party and thinking we did this. Yeah. And not only did we do this, but we have an amazing team of people mm-hmm. that starts with my wife, Tess, of course, and goes through our – she started as a production manager and became uh, – she, she became a production assistant, became our production manager, became the vice president of our company, uh, Miss Minx, who you see on board. Um, she's had more to do with our branding and forward thinking of where we're going and who we're marketing to, uh, to our supervisors on board who run daily crews of people cleaning up, making sure everybody's behaving. Um, If they're not behaving, tell them where they can go to misbehave. Cleaning sheets and beds and keeping the playrooms nice uh, to having to deal with people fighting and being stupid and drunk and whatever. Uh, To our talented musicians and entertainers that come on board it's such a big family that we've become we bring on now 70 to 80 people on board that are staff performers ambassador couples Mm -hmm. employees entertainers Uh, it's it's really changed since we had 75 couples at our house (laughs) running around on jet skis i can imagine you know, it's it's been an interesting life, and one day, I'm sure I'll write a memoir or a book, or for now I'm just writing a blog, but um, I really do appreciate how our lifestyle is changing. It's evolving. It's, it's truly evolving, and with so many other alternative lifestyle movements and freedoms that are coming out uh, with the gay marriage movement and... Mm-hmm. So many other issues that are coming. Uh, there's a new governor here in New Orleans, in New Orleans, a new governor in Louisiana, which is a very red state, a very conservative state. And we just elected a new governor whose first thing he did was put an executive order out that there will be no discrimination uh, from any state employee or state government uh, for transgendered, bi, uh, gay, uh, any kind of sexual orientation discrimination. Right. And I was just like, wow, how far have we come? 
mm-hmm. in just a short time. And uh, I look forward to seeing what you young whippersnappers are going to do <laughs> in the next 20 years when I'm retired. Uh, and, and join us. And listen to your po- podcast from a beach somewhere. <laughs> so I do have another question. Um, you've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot. Is there anything that you would change whether for the good or the bad, or you know, is there anything that you look back and I wish we would have done this different, or maybe we could have done this different, or? Well, sure. I mean, the first thing I'll say is I have no regrets. I'm very happy with where I am, who I am, and right. and and where we've come. Uh, that said, absolutely. I mean, there's a million small things that right. I wish we had done differently, and the biggest thing is. Sometimes it's so hard to sit back and look at the big picture Mm -hmm. when you're caught up in the weeds and you're charging forward trying to do what you think is the best thing. And sometimes you lose sight of a much larger goal. Mm -hmm. You know, I've made some personal and some business decisions in the past couple of years that, God, I wish I could go back and undo. Mm -hmm. Um, But every single thing I've done has led me to this point. Yeah. So that said, I really have no regrets, but if I had to go back in time and I could pick and choose, of course, I would have changed a few things here or there. But uh, for the most part, I've been with Tess for 32 years. Mm-hmm. She's the first girl I ever kissed in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely not the last. <laughs> no, actually, she was the last. She just kissed me a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, you're slick. But if but if you'd asked me that at a different time, <laughs> you may have been right. Yeah. But but she actually did. We just she gave me a nice kiss a few minutes ago, and uh, she's out in a ladies' night, New Orleans, New Year's Eve Eve, uh, partying with the girls right now. So I'm stuck here doing work and doing this interview, which is so taxing Terrible. and difficult. It's awful. But but as soon as we're done, we can go join them. Oh, sweet. <laughs> We can go party. He's where our friends are anyways. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. We're drinking. Yeah, they're probably over there drinking with her. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to New Orleans. <laughs> well, um, see, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh no, you were just free-balling. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm free-balling. No. I'm letting you get a drink. Then I'm uh, mm-hmm. catching my brain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, you have nothing, do you? No, uh, you, you bring on all the entertainment for the cruises and everything. Does the the first time the, the first charter you did? Hmm. Did you bring have to bring them all? And then is that something you want to do, or something the cruise ship asks you to do? Or well, we don't bring on all the entertainment. What we do is we go on every cruise ship before it sails, before we sail, and we watch all the shows and we watch all the entertainers. And what most cruise lines do is they bring on two headliners per week, so we get to choose who those two headliners are. And so we go out and we research and figure out, all right, we think this will work. We think that won't work. So we always bring on two headliners that we think is perfect for our cruise. What we did after the second cruise is I came up with an idea to do the show called Fantasy, the naughtiest show at sea. And it was from going to Vegas and seeing a Cirque du Soleil show uh, called Zumanity. Mm -hmm. And they call it the naughty side of Cirque, and I thought it was terrific. And I said, man, I wish they had something like that on a cruise ship. And then I thought, well, why don't we make something like that? So I hired a, a woman, a genius, 
woman I respect and love her so much. Her name is Trixie Minks. And she's not only a phenomenal performer, but she puts together shows. And so she started looking around the country and finding people that could do acts, like contortionists and aerial acts. And she looked for dual acts, like couples. It's mm-hmm. a couple screws. Right. But she looked for people that would do it naked, or nearly naked, right. compared to the more Disney-like shows they do on, mm-hmm. on cruise lines. More exotic. More erotic. Yeah, or erotic. Exotic and erotic. And, I mean, on the last cruise, she found a girl that blew darts out of her vagina and popped balloons. She (laughs) called the... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) She called the Bangkok show. (laughs) So, every one of our fantasy shows... We probably have uh, eight performers. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I've got one for you. And she didn't even tell me about it until I saw it live in the show. And usually I don't go see the show until the night of the show because I want to be like the audience. Uh, I want to be surprised and amazed. And so I've been to Thailand many times. And when I saw her pull out this blowgun, I thought, oh, no, she isn't. And, oh, yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> And not only did she not tell me, but she didn't tell the cruise director either. And I really enjoyed watching his face <laughs> moments after she popped a bunch of balloons. But but the acts are mainly burlesque acts, circus acts, circus soleil acts, um, balance acts. We found this acrodisiac, which is a couple that does a, I guess it's an acrobalancing act, but it's very erotic, has a tension to them. Uh, they're a couple, and they're very erotic couple in their real lives and they wanted to put something together that was a sensual erotic performance but they didn't have a lot of places they could actually do it at right and it was perfect for us mm-hmm. we have somebody coming up on our next one called uh, Ray Gunn mm-hmm. and he's this unbelievably built gorgeous black man that is a great dancer performer and he was uh, Mr. Boy, Lesk. I think he won the world championship for uh, burlesque uh, a couple years ago. But he's a great performer. And he did a show that was called The Naughty Show. Mm -hmm. And I heard about it. And I thought anyone that would put together a naughty show would be perfect for us. Right. So we hired him this year to do our show. So we're always looking for very interesting, unique acts that are sexy and Mm adult-oriented. But will have an appeal to our audience. So you'll never get this on a cruise ship, a regular cruise ship. We bring on comedians that will say things that you will never hear on a cruise ship. On a normal cruise ship, they'll bring a comedian on. He'll do a family-friendly show. Right. And then once a week at midnight, they'll do the, don't bring the kids to this show. Right. Well, that's where we start. Yeah. And we ramp up. And we bring uh, comedians on like... The dominatrix of Diddy's, uh, like J.C. Clark, who does the You Might Be a Swinger If. Mm-hmm. Um, we bring people that do comedy that is related to our lifestyle. And I think people appreciate that. Yes. I'm sure they do. Uh, we've only been to one of your cruises. We've been trying to get back ever since, just haven't been able to make it yet. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't think we saw one show. At all, of any. <laughs> well, next time, watch a damn show. They're great. We were there was too much to other stuff to do. Everybody else. We, there was so much to do. Yeah, and then you were talking about uh, going on a cruise, and you like all the ports you can stop at and everything. Well, we're trying like hell to get on your next cruise. 
uh, in April. This is my birthday month. Sweet. So we're trying to make it. Actually, the cruise sells one day after my birthday, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Nice. So we're trying to do that. We're not but... trying. We're going. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but um, uh, somebody was asking me, because we got a bunch of friends that are trying to sign up now and go. And they were like, well, well, where's the ports? Where, where are you stopping at? I said, oh. Uh-huh. They're like, what do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Well, where's the leave from? I don't know. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, you put me on a couple's cruise ship. Mm-hmm. They can sail out and go in circles, and I wouldn't complain. I don't care. We hear that a lot. It's not about where we're going. It's no, about being. It's, I just it's get me on the damn ship <laughs> because you have so much. There's so much to do, and there's so different avenues, you know, for anybody and any type of person or couple to to enjoy themselves. I mean, it's nonstop entertainment. Well, we're coming out with a new website, and the new website focuses on four things. And it's kind of funny you brought this up. We focus on the people because it really is the people that makes our cruises. It's mm-hmm. not the destination. It's mm-hmm. not anything else. It's if you had this people together anywhere, you can have a good time. Mm-hmm. I don't care if our team does nothing. You'll still have a good time because of the people that we're putting on that are booking this cruise. Right. That said, it's also the vessel. And we've picked some amazing ships. And we say, it doesn't matter even what ship you pick, but we do pick some amazing ships. Yes. So we have a portion of our website devoted to the ships so people can see what the ship is about and Mm -hmm. learn about it before they go. Um, The third thing we talk about on our website is the experience. Right. And it's the seminars and the entertainers and the meet and greets and all the things we do on board – that are specific to a couple's cruise. You won't find this on a vanilla cruise. You won't even find it on another lifestyle cruise. We we have the most seminars, the most meet and greets, the biggest playrooms, you know, the best playrooms. We have, I think, the cream of the crop. But the last one we talk about is the ports. And it's funny. We joke about it, and we put it even in our text. It doesn't matter where we go. And then... We have a section for the ports, and we said, you know what? It really does matter where we go because we don't go to normal rotations that the cruise lines go to. Right. If you look at the MSC Davina, it has two itineraries. It goes to Nassau, Bahamas. Mm -hmm. It goes to another Bahama island, and it goes to St. Thomas. Then the uh, optional one besides that is it goes to Jamaica, Cozumel, and another island in the Bahamas. That's the only two places you can go. We take people to Roatan and Belize and St. Kitts and Cayman Islands, and we go to a lot of other places that we can customize. We're doing, on this one coming up, we're doing St. Martin, and we're also doing uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. We like St. Martin because they have probably one of the most beautiful nude beaches in the world, definitely the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. called Orient Bay, um, and Orient Beach Club is where the nude beach is, and it's fantastic. And you can do an excursion over there and spend the whole day on a nude beach and just have it just a great time. Uh, there's another beach there called Maho Beach, and it has 
airplanes that come in oh, right over your yeah, head. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah we it's, know. It's we, we, experienced, we didn't experience that one, but the group of people that we hung out with, they went over there, and we just went to a beach and relaxed because right. we were still trying to recover. Sure. <laughs> they went over there, and they were talking about it, and they they had a blast over there. It's it's. It's awesome. It's one of those things you got to do once. Mm-hmm. And if you sit at the bar and you take your top off, women get to drink for free. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to go there next time. Make it up. <laughs> I heard the same thing about this bar across the street after this interview. I'll show you. <laughs> but Apparently, if I was buying, <laughs> we're going across the street. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, we have some really good uh, places. The, the island we're going to in the Bahamas uh, it's going to be closing optional for us. So the entire island, you can be topless, you can walk in a thong, you can be naked, you can do whatever you want. And, of course, that island's never like that on any other cruise, but right. for our cruise it is. So we think it is important where we go because we have to give people choices. When we go to Cozumel, we rent out this amazing facility that has water slides and swimming pools and buffets and open bar and... It's just, it's one of the best clothing optional excursions I've ever seen. And we also have catamarans and snorkeling and diving, you know. And it doesn't have to be clothing optional. We have people that are friends, lifestyle friends, that will go out on a fishing trip together and have the time of their lives because they're fishing for giant marlin Mm -hmm. in the, you know, who knows where. Where are you going to do that? I mean, it just gives you adventures and, and experiences that... You'll never get at a local club or a convention or even most resorts. It's a very special – I agree with you. We can drive around in circles and never hit land and have a blast. (laughs) But we take people to some amazing adventures, and I'm proud of that. And it's also a good way to, you know, remind those that, you know, want pictures back home. (laughs) Yes. You give them those pictures, and Mm -hmm. then you keep the memories to yourself. A couple of things. This is going to sound like I'm just pumping you up, but this is true. I, I be honest, I don't care about making people too happy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not rude, but you know, we used to go on a couple of cruises here and there, just vanilla cruises, normal cruises. Sure. And then uh, I found yours basically by Googling adults only because we went on a cruise. You couldn't even get in the damn pool because the kids were driving you insane. Oh my God, I know. So I Googled adults only. Yours was the only one I found. Mm-hmm. So that's that how I ended up on it. Then I found out what kind of cruise it was, and I'm like going, this is fucking perfect. <laughs> and then after we, we go on the cruise, we come back, and I've had several friends say, well, we were thinking about going, but the time doesn't completely add up. And then it's just so much more than a normal cruise. And I'm like going, I don't, I don't, care, if it's tr- I don't care if it's four times as much. Trust me, once you go on one, you never want to go back on the other cruises again. And that's true. I have, she can. She's never going to get me to go on another cruise well, we again. Have to go on one. We went with our daughter because you promised her, but <laughs> it, it was miserable. I did not like it, <laughs> it <was laughs> and I'm like, I'm never doing it again. And we ran into several couples on the one cruise we were on where they said the exact same thing I did. They googled adults only. Your cruise is the one that popped up, and every one of them said the same thing. I don't we, we don't do this stuff, but this is awesome. Everybody's just so friendly. Everybody's so, this is unbelievable. So we're always coming back to these. Even if we don't ever get naked or do anything, we're just coming back to these because it's so much fun. And that really happened. We ran to like, there was a group of them that all got together 
Mm-hmm. They started finding each other. The vanilla group, what they were calling they themselves. They called themselves the vanilla club. After we figured out yeah. what vanilla was. <laughs> I'm going to do a meet and greet for that next time. Yeah, because they, they had no idea. I'll they, give you credit they for that. Just, they were just doing, um, they, the one couple from Nova Scotia, Canada, They we had met them in the hot tub. She's but naked, and uh, they were telling us this was their first. So they're not too uh, vanilla. Oh, they were before they, they got were there. Before they got there, this was and like, this the, uh, like the fourth, fourth day. day. Yeah, and I was sitting beside her, and the reason she started talking to me is because uh, we, um, I, I had won the belly flop competition that year. Mm. And um, congratulations! She's like <laughs> and she, because I didn't realize you guys replayed that thing continuously over and over and over again. <laughs> so pretty much everybody fucking knew me by the time I got on that cruise. So she started talking to me from that, and then she was telling me that you know how they got on the ship and that they're completely vanilla and I'm looking at her and I'm like um, sweetie you're, you're butt naked and she goes yeah I know that happened like the third day I was just looking around everybody else is naked having fun and I was like well just because I'm naked doesn't mean anybody's going to do anything to me no one else is doing anything to it so she's like I just got naked it's, it's amazing <laughs> it's not it's not peer pressure mm-hmm. what it is it's a difference in what normalcy is right when you come on the ship you think this is normal. Mm-hmm. After you see people behaving in a way where clothing doesn't matter, after a while, your normalcy changes. Yes. And the funny thing is, at the end of the week, you're like, shit, I, I got to put, put clothes, clothes on, on and go home. <laughs> we, we hear this all the time from couples. I've had, honest to God, I've had Tessa's mom and dad on board. I've had my son on board. Uh, my sisters have come on my cruises. I've had a good friend of mine who's in the lifestyle who was coming and he couldn't make it and he canceled last minute and he's like, is there any refunds? And I'm like, dude. And he goes, can I give it to my mom and dad? (laughs) His mom and dad has been on four cruises now. (laughs) We had a couple that's been on, uh, I think, close to 90 cruises and they saw a cruise and they booked it because it was adults only. And then they read a little bit more and went to the swingercruise.com and said, oh, my God, this is really swinger stuff, and they canceled. And then five months later, they booked it again. And they called up about two months later to cancel again. And I called them up, and I'm like, what are you people doing? You've, you've booked and canceled twice. And they said, We're just, we keep checking it out. I'm like, just go on this cruise. You'll be fine. They've been on seven cruises, and they've been staff on the last four. And they love it. And they are they go on message boards like Cruise Critic and they wrote the most amazing review as from vanilla people mm-hmm. and they said, Look, we're not swingers, we're not even nudists. Mm-hmm. But we have so much fun in these cruises. I don't know what it is, but kids annoy us now. They're probably in their <laughs> yeah. middle fifties, I would guess. Kids annoy us too. And they said kids annoy us to no end on a cruise ship. There's no kids. We normally go to sleep around 11 o'clock on a cruise ship. We find ourselves up till 3 in the morning. Mm -hmm. We started dressing up for themes. Mm -hmm. She said, on the last two cruises, I went topless. It has changed their normalcy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. People only know what they're exposed to. Right. And that's why in the prudish 50s and whatnot, people didn't do the things they do today. Right. But thank God for the 60s and the (laughs) 70s. And things are changing. And because of these cruises and many other amazing lifestyle business owners, entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. visionaries, people are now seeing they don't have to be 
in what society thinks is norm, they can go on a cruise mm-hmm. and let themselves be themselves. And that's, I think, the biggest thing we've accomplished is not financial success or how many people we get on a cruise or how many people we get into a convention. It is the success of allowing people to be themselves. That is, yeah. yeah. We've had a, a few couples um, ask us, well, have you been to Desire or Jamaica or anything like that? And I really, really wanted to go to Desire. I mean, it was like one of my big things I wanted to you go to. You should go. It's, it's a fantastic he place. Has, he's I went on your cruise before I ever went to Desire. I'm going on one of your cruises before I ever go back to Desire. I, I, I don't mind going to Desire. It's a numbers thing. Yeah, it is. It's and about money. And I'm like, we going get to, that. Yeah, it's, it's a numbers thing because... You go to a resort, you have five, six hundred rooms. You get on a large cruise ship, you have, what, 1,800 cabins. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. Well, but. Desire has 110 rooms, yeah. and Hedo has, I think, 265. We'll but. see. Well, we overcredited them. See, I'm yes. not a mathematician, but I know my odds are a little better on the cruise. <laughs> well, I've figured out that I can't have sex with more than about 300 people in a week anyway. So, um... He would try. But, <laughs> but, but your odds of finding somebody you're compatible with. Yeah. And, and the thing that's so nice, and I don't see at resorts, and I wish they would do them, is these meet and greets. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're into something, we have meet and greets for it. Yes. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Because I, I wrote an article about uh, Hedo Algebra one time. And it was kind of mm-hmm. funny because you go to a resort and there's... 200 couples there. Right. Well, maybe 40% don't play at all. So they're out. And yeah. now you went from, you know, 200 to 100 and, you know, 20. Yeah. So now you have to figure out which of the 120 are compatible with you. Then you start going down from there. There's 10 girls who just started their period. <laughs> You're down to 110. Now there's... Ten couples are just in a kinky sex in BDSM, and that's not your day. You're down to a hundred, you know. And you keep willing your way down. Mm-hmm. There's certain groups that just come with their friends, and you're never getting in their circle. Right. <clears throat> now you're down to eighty. Yeah. You know. Then you just keep going down. Now you figure out there's twenty couples here that you're truly compatible with. Now which ones are they? <laughs> which of the two hundred are the ten percent you're truly compatible with? Because right. the other part is all right. As four people, I'm attracted to her, yep. but my wife's not attracted to him, and or we're attracted to both of them, but one of them don't like us. It's the math that goes into attraction is like to the fourth power. Yes. So that makes it difficult. And then, are you soft swap, full swap? Are you Voyeur. use condoms? Don't use condoms. <laughs> you know. All these different things, it whittles down your possibility mm-hmm. at every single opportunity. And then you have to figure out which ones are you compatible with. We try to put together in, you know, under 40 meet and greet and over 50 meet and greet. You know, we try to do different things that are you into BDSM? Show up here and find other people into BDSM. Are you both bi? Here's a bi meet and greet. Are you uh, into women? You know, over here, we have all these things going on all week. We do French ones for people to speak French. Mm-hmm. What about people that come here and don't speak great English? Right. We do an international meet and greet, so you meet other people who speak your language. Right. We nail that one just so you get accents. 
<laughs> I go to the French one, and all I do is go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I guess that works, too. <laughs> I just say, wee, oui, wee. Oui. They, oui, oui. they figure me out after a while. But, but the important thing is, is helping people to meet other people. We do speed dating. Same thing. You know, show up. There's 100 couples shows up. I've always wanted to try that. I've it's never neat. made it to any of those. Eventually. You have to try it. We do. I think we do four on a cruise now. We used to do one on a cruise. Now we do four because they just would fill up too fast. Yeah. So uh, on all of our sea days, we do them, and uh, and we do things for newbie seminars and you know help with etiquette. And and I've never done it before, but you just brought it up, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a damn vanilla meet and greet, and I'm going to say, here's a meet and greet for everyone that wants to get together and not get naked, not fuck anybody. And just have a good time in a cruise where it's adults only and meet other people like them. Yeah. Why not? I'm adding yeah. that to the mix. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah. All right, well, I think we've taken up enough of your time, and your wife's probably falling off a bar stool over there. Yeah, she probably has. <laughs> so, uh, All your links and yeah. your um, your information. And if you, you need time to... to stop and look up anything. No, I don't need, I know everything up here. It's, it's real simple. If you want to find our videos, go to YouTube and just type in Couples Cruise. Okay. If you want to find our information or cruises, just go on the internet and Google Couples Cruise. We're pretty easy to find. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're CouplesCruise.com, obviously. If you type in Naughty in New Orleans, you'll find us. Mm-hmm. If you type in anything New Orleans Swingers, you'll find us. We're, we're not too hard to find. At the, at the, if you get frustrated, just type in Bob and Tess. You'll find us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we figured that one out. Well, I want to close the show by just saying you guys are anything but average. <laughs> Thank you. Sí, bueno. Bob, is that you? No, no habla Bob. No está aquí. That's not Bob. I think it's Bob. He's just practicing the Spanish. No, Bob no está aquí. Estoy aquí con Tess, pero ella no puede hablar en este momento. Tiene la boca ocupada y llena. See, it's Bob. He said Tess is with him. Sí. No, that's not, no. That's not Bob. That's not Yes, Tess. it is. He's just practicing the Spanish. No, I think you're just, wrong. Just ask him the question. Okay, Bob. Is Jay the sexiest motherfucker you've ever seen? Jay, the swingers regulares? No. Ah, no, chingate, cabrón. No, cabrón, no es él. I'm pretty sure that's a hell yes. I don't know. I don't think so. Thanks, Ay, Bob. See you in April. Ah, chingate, cabrón. Our new music is from uh, JC. You need to thank him. And, of course, we need to thank uh, Jim from The Hidden Swing, because he's the reason you're listening to this thing. Without Jim, our, uh, our uh, site would still be down, and we'd be done. And everybody would not be listening. And everybody needs to uh, go to uh, The Hidden Swing and go through there to go to your Amazon shopping, because we need to keep Jim good and happy, because next year i got to switch our site over to a new host, and Jim's going to have to do a lot of work. So uh, you all need to keep Jim from The Hidden Swing really happy. Jim is our awesome, awesome friend. Yeah. We need to go have drinks with them and party another weekend with them. 
go to their club. They're always talking about their club. They never invite us to their club. Well, we were kind of partying without their club. I we don't care. We had a great time with the six of us. Whenever we go up there, they're embarrassed to take us around anybody they know or their I club. I don't blame them. Have you been around people we know? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so like, I'm fine. You're the I'm reason a they don't wanna, mess. You're the reason they don't want to take us anywhere. Nobody wants to be around me. That's right. I'm all handsy and shit. Well, Jim I'm and Jennifer, good. you embarrass Jim and Jennifer. That's what I, it is. Of course I do. It's it's awful. Is there anybody else we need to thank? I don't think there's anybody else we need to thank. Oh, are we? Uh, that's it. And um, let's see here. Um, go to Cassidy. Oh yeah, um, you can go to uh, AverageSwingers.com and click on the banner ad for Cassidy or the banner ad for SDC and get free trial memberships and check out those sites and hook up with some uh, hot fucking people to have sex with. Don't just hook up with them to talk to them. No, no, no. You need to have sex with people. Right? Yes, yes. Yes. Definitely. Sex is lots of fun. But if you really just want to talk and, you know, switch pictures with people, that's fine too. Do whatever the hell you want. As long have, as you're having fun. fun, that's all that matters. Have fun in the lifestyle. Don't ever think you need to do a certain thing to be a Don't swinger. Don't be a wallflower. What, where the fuck did that come from? I don't know. That's... Just our, our conversation we where we just left. We that at all. We, we just left that conversation. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Average Swingers, at, at Average Swingers. You can find Jay on Twitter. Facebook, Angie, the letter N, and then J-A-Y. And if you friend us on Facebook, I am going to send you a message asking you how you know us. Hey, it, no, this is how it goes. And you can say, hey, I know what you're going to say. This is Jay. How do you know us? Or have you ever heard of us? Yeah, she has no idea. I see no. that out every time. Yeah, but I read parts of it. But in here, you can, <laughs> you can get us there. If you have any questions for us or just want to ask us a question or you want to fucking complain, you can... Uh, Don't send complaints to Jay. Send them to Angie. She's the bitch. Yeah, so it's oh. Angie at AverageSwingers.com yes. or yes. Jay, just the letter J at AverageSwingers.com. Yep. And, and feel free to send any uh, naked pictures of women. That's fine. Um... What, we're not on ads, sell us or anything like that, or we don't do that. I don't ever give out that stuff. Okay. We're, we're average swingers on SDC and on uh, Cassidy if you want to find us. Okay. Pretty damn easy. Okay. So, um, I think that's it. Yeah. So, uh, so remember. Life is short. Party naked.
Actually, I gotta just say one other thing for me. Life is short, party naked. Well, actually, you could say this is Bob from Public Schools. And then say life is short, sure. party naked. Absolutely. Go for it. Well, this is Bob from Bob and Tess, Couples Cruise, and Not in New Orleans. Just remember, folks, life is short, party naked. <laughs>